Lyme disease is spread by small parasites called ticks. When a diseased tick attaches itself to you, it begins sucking your blood. Malignant spirochetes infect your bloodstream, eventually spreading to your spinal fluid and on into the brain. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> That was by Principal Skinner. The one and only. Uh-huh. <laughs> While Mrs. Hoover stands in the background. Just listening to the things that are going to happen. And as soon as she he says, into the brain, the she brain. says, oh, God. oh dear God, the brain. <laughs> uh, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, your complete and comprehensive Encyclopedic Compendium of All Things Simpsons, Seasons 1 through 10. I am Greg. And I'm Alan. And we have the pleasure of talking about three pretty good episodes today. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We are talking, of course, uh, the first one. Brush with Greatness. Lisa's Substitute. And The War of the Simpsons. That's right, and uh, close we are, to the end of season two. We are two episodes gang. away. Two episodes away from the end. Almost there, and then we're two. in the golden years. That's right. Um, but uh, and we actually have uh, have a special guest with us today. Um, but before we we introduce our special guest, we need to do corrections and omissions. Corrections and, and omissions. Squiddle a bit. Do we have any? <laughs> I go, I'm the record keeper of the corrections and omissions. I do everything for the Cinepals. Do right. we have any? We do, we this? do. Um, uh, so, hold on, let me just bring it up here. Was it on Facebook? Uh, no, it was actually an email. Oh my god, we got an email. We got an email. <laughs> Guys, we got an email. This is huge. This is a big deal. Uh, we got an email from a long-time listener, uh, Heather. Your? My sister. Your sister. Fantastic. <laughs> We don't, I all, we don't always have to bring that up. Uh, I like to. Okay. It's cute. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Just don't want everyone listening to be like, oh, only his sister listens to this podcast. Only your sister comments on it's this true. podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> the uh, the correction that, uh, that Heather sent to us mm-hmm. is during our episode um, uh, where we talked about Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes okay. uh, featuring uh, Herb Powell, as you yep. recall. Yeah. Um, it's, we get introduced to Professor Frank, mm-hmm. and, um, or sorry, uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou is, is one. Oh yeah, Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes is in the later series. Yeah. series. Yeah. Um, so, my bad, I'm actually, I'm kind of skimming this email. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so her reference is to Brother Can You Spare Two Dimes, where okay. he returns. Okay. Uh, because we talked about how Professor Frank, when he first appeared, uh, mentions a wife, yeah. And uh, I mentioned that that's the only time his wife is ever mentioned. So, uh-huh. like, you know, it's one of those things where with the early characters, you're like, oh, they haven't really been established what, yet. So, um, but uh, Heather rightfully points out that in the episode, Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes? Um, Professor Frank uh, has a son. And he's flying in a remote-controlled plane, which crashes out the window, and he says, oh, dear, my wife is going to kill me. 
That's so funny that it's in the Herb <laughs> Powell sequel episode. Yeah, sorry, Professor Frank actually appears for the first time in Old Money. Uh-huh. So he's not in the first Herb Powell one. Okay. So that's why, I, like I said, I was skimming and got, right, got right, confused. Right. Oh, okay. Um, she mentioned the episode, the second episode with Herb Powell, not the first one. Right, okay. So erase that from your brain. Right, right, right. Uh, because the reason he appears is because he wants to make the death, the death ray. ray. <laughs> yeah, it only has evil applications. <laughs> Life was against the death ray from the start. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was a correction from Heather. Uh, she said um, it's probably the only time I'll ever catch something like that, and uh, I think she's right. So <laughs> we'll see. That's a good one. Prove us wrong. Children. We'll put her to the test. Yeah. Um, Any others? That was the only correction and omission I received. All right. Well, I have one for the show. Great. Today. Um, uh, Just a fun continuity thing. Um, Carl is voiced by Lenny today (laughs) in the episode Brush with Greatness, but we will get to that. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of a correction for the show. Yeah. You can have that one for free, guys. Uh, but let's uh, let's get on with it. Let's let's introduce our guest. You may have uh, you may have heard already. Uh, they this... spoke without being spoken to. <laughs> oh, sorry. Guys. We have the no, we, we, uh, the we wonderful Craig McHugh. What's going on, guys? You can't answer. <laughs> what's what's going? It'd be on really weird if they did, though. Yeah. <laughs> if all of a sudden we heard a bunch of people like, "Oh, yeah. pretty good." In the comments, tell me what's going on. There guys. you go. All right, right. there you yeah. go. So, what's going on? So, yeah, first time guest, long time listener, maybe. I don't know. Have you heard the have podcast? You, have you oh, to us of course, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. I had to listen to it. I'm gonna be on it. That's you know, that's fair. That's not you, always yeah. a rule. <laughs> yeah, and you would assume you that's what most Ringo Starr watched every episode of The Simpsons before, <laughs> before appearing on guest it. Guest starring that's in today's good, episode. Uh, getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, okay, all right, sorry. I'll never be asked back. Much like Ringo Starr. Yeah, you're, you're on the list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Craig McHugh is joining us. Uh, and before we talk too much about the episodes, we have to do a little segment called. What's your story? What's your story? What's your story, Craig? And uh, by that we mean mostly in relation to The Simpsons. So, like, what's your history with it? No, I don't mean that. I mean, who the hell do you think you are? (laughs) And how dare you? How did you get here? I have been waiting for years to say this to you. (laughs) Who do you think you are? (laughs) You and your whole operation. (laughs) Well, uh... I, th- I think I quit. Oh. <laughs> no, I th- don't quit. <laughs> no, no, don't quit. <laughs> That's right, Greg. Your wife is friends with my wife. We we met we met three hours ago. <laughs> um. Well, A reference to the episode we'll talk about later. <clears throat> I recall. Um. I don't know if you guys recall. You probably do. Uh, the wonderful global television used to do this wonderful thing where they play The Simpsons. Probably about eight to ten times a day, <laughs> a day yeah. every single Saturday and Sunday. Did you have rabbit ears growing up, or did you have, like, cable? I had rabbit ears. Um, I had cable later on, but I had rabbit ears, like, personally, like, for yeah. myself. Um, yeah. and Hold on, you had rabbit ears? <laughs> yeah, yes. It's a rare condition. I, I, you, I don't know why Greg brought it up you, here on the Simpsons podcast. How did you get them fixed? Just did by you? using some s- cylinders, <laughs> yeah. some diamonds, and yes, even a rhombus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it all comes a full A bunny circle. rabbit. All right. 
That's a line from the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, bouncing all over the place. But the, the the best thing I remember about it is that my mom would always be like, "Oh, you guys watching The Simpsons again?" Because uh, Saturday was house cleaning day. Of course. And um, by the end of house cleaning day, mom would be sitting on the couch watching it with us mm. w- w- every week without fail and. And actually laughing along because it's, I think it's a really relatable show for all ages. Um, so watching The Simpsons. I mean, um, there's got to be a reason why it stayed on for so long. Oh, absolutely. Right? Um, so the smell of pine salt or like floor cleaner, uh, I it always reminds me of watching The Simpsons. Like those are, that's like one, a sensory reminder right. of The Simpsons for me. Always. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you remember like maybe uh, one of your first episodes that you like that you really like latched onto and was like this is stuck with you? Yeah. Well, the first episode I ever saw, oh, I was so young. The first episode I ever saw was um, Homer Badman. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's the first episode I actually remember seeing, right. and yeah. I didn't really understand like what it was about. Yeah. But I knew that Homer had touched some girl's ass, and it was a, <laughs> that was a bad. It was a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that after seeing that episode, you like made sure you didn't touch girls' butts without mm. their permission? Op- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Yes. So really, the, the show taught you. Of that. <laughs> yes, but that's uh, that's the first episode I remember actually seeing because I mean, like even the episodes we watched today came out before I was even born. So mm. yeah. Yes, that's right. You're you're young and yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you, do you know, like, what it was about the show that made you become, because you're a pretty big fan. Oh, right? Huge, yeah. Yeah. What Um, what was it about the show exactly that? Oh, you know what it was? Um, you know what I really liked about it starting out, and this is such a weird thing, but I loved the, uh, I loved the songs. I loved the original songs in, in the episodes. And I bought, um... I bought from Columbia House. You guys remember Columbia House? <laughs> oh yeah, do I? I bought the. It was like a fifty-track Simpsons CD with. Um, was it songs in the key of Springfield? No, no. I bought that one subsequently. wasn't as good. This one was just <laughs> called. Um, oh, I don't even remember. But Simpsons sing the blues. There was I did, the I, yellow I, I album. I had that one too. I had Simpsons sing the blues, which wasn't actually songs from the show. It was songs. Yeah, it yeah. was weird. Like it was. It was odd. But there's some good songs on there. Um, I don't funny. even remember what it's called, but uh, it was a great CD and it had so many original songs. And so I would watch the show. My brothers and I would watch the show to try to see songs that were from our CD. Oh, really? Yeah, that was that, <laughs> that's how it originally started, and then we just ended up watching it uh, pretty much every night. Rad. On, at 10 o'clock on Comedy Network. Gia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gia. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig, thanks for telling us your story. You can go now. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was What's Your Story with uh, Craig McHugh. And we're going to jump right into uh, Couch Board Gags. For which or, episode, Greg? Uh, Brush with Greatness. There you go. Yeah. You remembered it this time. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> We just watched Brush with Greatness, <laughs> uh, and so what are the what are the couchboard gags for this one, Alan? Um, so the uh, chalkboard uh, gag. I actually is, really like this one. Uh, I will not, or what is it? I, I I will not hide behind the, the fifth, fifth amendment, amendment. Yeah, which we're starting to get more obscure now. Yeah, like this is like well, the fifth what, is the uh, uh, freedom of speech or well, whatever. No, right? no, that's freedom the first of, amendment. Freedom of not talking. Yeah, it's you reserve the right to not. Give testimony on the right. grounds that you might incriminate yourself. Right. Right. So you when don't people have, say, "I plead the fifth, That's what they mean. That's what they mean. 
What's the Just second? So you know the second amendment. Yeah. That's the guns. Oh, yeah. Third. Third. Fuck if I know. <laughs> Fourth. Don't know. Pancakes. I think it's pancakes. I think it's for the everyone. pancake amendment. Yeah. yeah. Fifth. The fifth is the thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, six. Six through nine is actually all about uh, uh, shoes. Really? Yeah, like the different kinds of shoes you can wear. Ten. T- ten. Well. <laughs> There's four amendments for that? <laughs> Laces, well, yeah, buckles, for loafers. It's, uh, it gets a little off the rails. They started just like putting amendments willy-nilly. And it's just, it like, was even right, before guys, Velcro it. was invented, but they put Velcro on they, there. Yeah, they knew it was coming. <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> uh, I know 13. What's 13? No slavery. Oh. <laughs> That's a bad thing. We're not having that anymore. It took them 13. It took them 13. <laughs> it took them 13. They had the shoes thing before slavery? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Aren't shoes great, guys? Disclaimer, we may not be historians. Um, <laughs> and uh, the couch gag, um, it's another kind of classic couch does things. You know, the couch tips over and they all fall off it and Maggie oh. sits on the... Couch cushion. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Opening credits. Yeah. And now we are in to Brush with Greatness. Brush with Greatness. What's this episode about, Good Greg? question, Craig. <laughs> what is this episode about? Well, it's about a couple different things, actually. Oh. It's, Keep uh, it simple. Well, it began. It begins. I want, I want clear A plot, B plot. It begins. Well, you know, it, it's hard to tell what A plot, B plot is in this one because the, the, the title of the episode is Brush with Greatness, which refers to the plot line that is... Marge um, taking up painting, which is like an old college hobby. However, the episode, like for the first five to seven minutes, doesn't even touch on this plot at all. It's all about um, Homer trying to lose weight because it begins with them uh, taking a taking an old family vacation to uh, Mount to Mount Splashmore, Splashmore and Homer which, getting stuck in a water slide. Which brings us to the um, to to your. Uh, gateway into The Simpsons, which is the original songs. Yeah, one of the first original songs is in this episode. Take me, take me, take me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. take me to Mount Splashmore. Take me, take me, take me, take me now. Yes. Now, 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 now. Mount Splashmore, take me there right now. Yeah. Um, that's, a little, that's a little segment I like to call Songs in the Key of Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> a new segment. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the songs. Um, but that's yeah, funny. no, that, like that is... And I think they knew um, that, like, you know, we're making a song, an original song, let's make it a big deal. Why they had, like, Croon Along with Krusty, and they had the lyrics at the bottom and all that. I think they, they were like, you know, this is something we want to do often, is make original <laughs> songs. So let's suck up, like, get them in right now. Hook them right now. Yeah. It's not a very good song. It's not, but but, but that's what re- makes it funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, there's a really funny joke with it. With yeah. the, like, oh, this is some shameless self-promotion. Yeah. This is some shameless pandering. Worked on you? Or, worked work- on me. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Was Camp Krusty before or after this episode? After. Two seasons after. Yeah. Two seasons Camp after. Four. Yeah, Camp Krusty season four. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, Camp spelled with a K. Of yeah. course. Of course. And Krusty yeah. spelled with a K. Yeah, but we'll get there. How Sometimes his name normally. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, With stars. <laughs> that's right. I just I just realized that you guys. Oh wow. Yeah. You thought it was. It like would have been. It would. You know. It would have been like a spelling. Like spelling it out. It still would have been alliterative, if it was just spelled with C's. 
That's, yeah. You know that, right? I don't. I don't know why they changed because it. it's funny. Oh, it's the same reason Jewish, Mortal Kombat. Right? <laughs> See, Kombat I don't get that either. Well. I don't. I don't understand why they changed it to a K. I have no idea either, to be honest. It doesn't. But make they any really sense. went with it. They because really anytime went with it. they had a thing in the games that had anytime a, a C word yeah they'd change it to a k it was like that's our thing guys maybe it was just an honest spelling mistake every single time yeah i honestly thought it was a different word (laughs) (laughs) combat no or coffins 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 i thought they were going with like coffers or something couches that the one Less, that, well, lesser known it, Mortal Kombat game where they where they, they sit fight, on the couch. Well, they, fight, they just hang out. They yeah. fight in Seinfeld's apartment. Yeah, yeah. Here was Seinfeld. Right. Poppy is a little sloppy. Um. <laughs> uh, sorry, we interrupted your wonderfully concise. No, this is a new podcast now. This is the Seinfellas. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm so out. <laughs> Me too. Not I've, because I've seen I, two not because episodes. I, yeah, not because I don't like Seinfeld, or I just haven't... Oh, really? Both of you haven't... You are crazy how much you know about Seinfeld. <laughs> I do know a lot. You and Ali should have a podcast yeah. about it. Yeah. Ali's definitely a, uh, a kindred Seinfeld spirit. Yeah. I actually thought both of you guys were big Seinfeld fans for some reason. I like Seinfeld. I've enjoyed every yeah, episode I've, I've seen. Yeah, and I've seen... Okay, I haven't seen two. I've seen more like 20. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, but I've, you're not... You don't have an encyclopedia comprehensive compendium. No, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a compendium of that one. Right. I will say that like, I know more about Friends than I do about Seinfeld. Wow. Yeah. It was That's the, too bad. I know it's too bad. <laughs> and you know the reason why it is, enough, right? Enough. Well, here's where it comes back to... Here's where it comes back to, to The Simpsons. Oh, good. Um, because okay. it, it's... You do know what we're doing. Yeah. In the 90s, that's when, like, that's when we were growing up, right? This is when, a lot of the time, our evening programming was dictated to us by our parents sure right so it was a show that my that a my mom liked and b my dad liked Hmm. right and that show was friends okay um my mom loved seinfeld Mm -hmm. my dad did not Mm -hmm. so she would watch it whenever but when it was like Evening, everybody was home. It was like something they can both agree on. That's what the family is going to watch. Something we can all agree on, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right. like six terrible people being terrible at each other. Um, something about, what is it, uh, pleading to the lowest common denominator? Something like that. Yeah, like what Lisa says. Yeah. But when it comes to The Simpsons, <laughs> that was the first show that I ever sought out independently mm. where I was like this is I saw it once and it was like this is great I need to find this more and more and more and the only reason I was able to do that bringing it all the way back to Crego is because of those marathons that CBC would air that Global would air they would right? force you to, they, to seek esse- it out essentially yeah. yeah like if like it, it was either like it, it was either that or go outside and play go like. outside <laughs> and make <laughs> friends and play yeah. and like these kids all had jam hands it's yeah. like I don't jam hands <laughs> so the Simpsons so jam epidemic in your is school very or? important no you know exactly what I, I mean don't kids <laughs> from the ages of 
two until you've worked with kids more recently than I have. I so, have yeah. from the Alan. Ages if you don't of, know what it is, then you were the jam yeah. band. The, I didn't even like jam. I like it doesn't matter if you like jam or not. <laughs> it just matters that everything you touch has like the consistency of like cheese said whiz. jam. I have some cheese whiz I, in my fridge you, right now. I, oh, did, nice. I did enjoy cheese whiz. Yeah, like, I still I, do. You know what I really like is a little cheese whiz on a Ritz cracker. You know, I really liked it's it when it was like I like cheese whiz on bread. Just you, just bread. <laughs> and and people think it's so weird. Well, you got a side of water for dipping. <laughs> Everything comes back. It all comes back. So Marge gets a commission from Mr. Birds to paint his portrait. Is what we're yeah. really trying like, to say in here. In the third act of the episode. And this it's is one of those like yeah. serendipitous plots where, you know, Mr. Burns for some reason needs a painting and yeah. Homer happens to find Marge's old paintings. Burns like, X hey. Machina. Yeah, yeah, exactly. While looking for his weights. While which for... is like which is the really only feeble way that these it's two one of the... plot lines connect. Yeah, it's one way. of the earliest yeah. like Simpsons switcheroos. Yeah. Um yeah. that works well enough that it's not uh well, they, you know well, the badger, for they, example. They, oh god. <laughs> That's the or one. the tennis court. They 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 acknowledge it. They and do, that, and, and that's it why it pisses me off me. so yeah. much. It's like get out of here. We have other things to deal with now. Yeah. It's like give me a break. Or the tennis court. Or the tennis court. It's like they're looking for a grave plot for Grandpa or something. I don't. And know. it's like, uh, well, this this uh, mausoleum is big enough to fit a tennis court. Like the the grave digger guy, not grave digger, the mortician, whoever sells And then Homer goes, ooh, tennis court. Tennis court, eh? And then like cut to them building a tennis court in their backyard. And they're like, what? You're going to build a tennis court? And he's like, bet you didn't see that coming. And it's just like, fuck you. (laughs) Quit just like hating your audience, you know? Is that what the episode's called? It's called Tennis the Menace. Yeah, it is. Ugh. God damn it. Do you get it? It's like... I do. I do. It's like that... It's like that movie, Top Guns. It's like that movie, Don't Be a Menace in South Central. While drinking your juice in the hood. Thank you. (laughs) You ever see that movie, Craig? No. It's garbage. Um, (laughs) So, So yeah. uh, Marge is getting uh, newly found uh, love of painting again. Um, The Professor Lombardo uh, character shows up. And uh, tells her it, she's great and really, like, uh, you know, molds her to continue with her work. And then, yeah, gets commissioned to... Well, she wins the, like, prize at the art fair mm-hmm. or whatever, which causes uh, Smithers to notice that she's a painter that Mr. Burns hasn't yelled at. So, yeah, they ask her to paint uh, Mr. Burns because she can see the inner beauty in anybody. Turns out she can't with Mr. Burns because he's a terrible human. Um, who just, you know, hangs out at the house and yells at her and at Smithers and scalds him with coffee and, tea, uh, tea, actually. sorry, yeah. you're right. Um, correction and omission. Um, <laughs> right there. Yeah. And then, uh, decides that she can't find his inner beauty, sends him away and decides to paint, uh, a less than flattering image of him and it's revealed Mr. Burns doesn't check it first before revealing in front of people because yeah. that's how TV works. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's more dramatic that way. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you see in storytelling, Alan. <laughs> there we go again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the premise of the episode. And she, she paints this. Paints him nude. Nude. And, and, it's, and he doesn't hate it. He doesn't hate it. No. I don't hate this. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what I hate. And I don't hate this. Very great. Um, 
What did we think? What did we think of this episode? I fellas? really like this episode. Sign fellas. Uh, I I do. I came I, up with that really quick. Yeah, you did. It was out. quite good. Um, I I really really like this episode. Um, I think I think it's got a whole bunch of funny gags. I like the the fact that the the B plot essentially is the um, like it, it's it's Homer's weight gain, but it becomes a B plot from mm-hmm. an A plot, uh, and I think that's why it works as one of the Simpsons switcheroos, right? Because they don't actually. Um, throw it aside because it comes up as an emotional and dramatic um, uh, conflict uh, that causes Marge to essentially paint the painting that she does. Right? Yeah. Homer's quest to lose weight leads her to lose her temper and her patience with Burns, throwing her throwing him out, and then we get the nude painting. Right? Um, so I think it's a well-structured story, when it comes right down to it, I think the jokes come fast and furious in this one, and I was I was laughing all the way th- all throughout, and it has a very classic Simpsons ending and two fantastic guest stars in the form of John Lovitz and of course Ringo Starr, the mm, first the incomparable the incomparable <laughs> Ringo Starr, the first of three Beatles to show up on The Simpsons. <laughs> But uh, couldn't get John Lennon because he was dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he would have. He, he was a hard guy to get in the nineties, guys. Yeah, sorry, yeah. and and most of the eighties to track <laughs> down. Yeah, they they would have gotten him if he was. Oh yeah, if he was still alive. Yeah. yeah, that was tasteless. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we like to now. We would like to introduce a new segment called. Craig apologized. <laughs> yes, we're sorry, John. <laughs> you know, we know you would have been on there. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig, that was Craig apologizing. That was Craig apologizing. Um, <laughs> yeah, Craig, what did you think? Um, I I'm inclined to disagree with you, Greg. I um I I do agree about the Fast and Furious jokes, but I think that is the saving grace of an otherwise. Wait, they had Fast and Furious jokes in this, yeah. in this episode? Yeah, they were yeah. all about Vin Diesel. Paul, Paul Walker. Oh, yeah. oh, Paul Walker. Right, yeah. Paul Walker. Well, wait, you know what? We're sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon. Welcome to another episode of Craig apologizes. <laughs> But I think that this suffers from, uh, if you look, this suffers from a bit of a, a Spider-Man three almost oh. uh, kind of disease, where it's two, it's it's two plot lines. I will allow it. Two <laughs> two plot lines that I think would have made fine, fine full episodes by themselves, yeah. but like Homer's weight loss mishing them together would have been a great episode. But we never really <laughs> even saw like once Marge's painting came into it, it was kind of just reduced to Background. shots of Homer standing on a scale, not really showing how he lost weight. Like, not that it's super important, but I just found it was kind of, like, pushed aside once Marge's painting came in. Well, there's a whole and, montage of him trying to lose yeah, weight. Yeah, there's a montage of him trying to lose weight, but... What more do you want in a 22-minute I mean, episode? Plus, Craig. when, like, Venom shows up at the end, it's just like... <laughs> I know, like, Venom, get the fuck out. That was so a little much. And, then we, and then when he took off his mask and it was Ringo Starr, right? I, was, I was blown away. I was away. not on board but, with the Venom. having said that, I did really enjoy the Ringo Starr cameo. I think that was... a probably a pretty big deal for the show at the time. Like I, oh, That was a pretty big get. Oh, oh, only in and, its second season. Yeah, and he, he put his name on as Ringo Starr. He didn't have a pseudonym. No, yeah, he played well, himself. And I think that's a bit, like, you know, it's just kind of It'd one of those It would be weird if he moments. had a pseudonym. <laughs> it would be really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those moments where you realize, like, this show was a big deal. It's Featuring only in its John second Paul season. Stanley and you're getting Paul. these huge name guests. Like, yeah. Ringo Starr still is and was then an international what's his, what's superstar. What's his first name? 
Richard Starkey. Yeah, Richard Starkey. Starkey. I said John Paul Stanley. <laughs> We're like, That's from Kiss. Paul is Stanley that? is a Paul Stanley is a guitarist, <laughs> a star and, child uh, from Kiss, and lead singer. And John is just meshed them together. <laughs> yeah. And John, I don't John. know where the fuck you got John. It's John, it's John a, and Gloria. It's a name that people have. <laughs> Um, but no, good, it was a good catch there on the, yeah. on the kiss connection. Yes, but but you nice. you know what I think. I think it's a great episode. I think the jokes save it. Um, I think the best moment for me is probably the Smithers Burns relationship within the episode. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's a highlight moment in an otherwise eh, episode. They really start to build on it in this episode. Yeah, like, like a lot of the like. Would you like me to leave too? Sir, when he's all when he's naked yeah. under the showers, like don't be silly, Smithers. You're like a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone up there likes me, Smithers. Someone down here does too, sir. Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> he's not just my boss. He's my best he's friend. He's my best friend. So he says that. So, yeah. Like he's my best friend. <laughs> he's so like jaunty about it, yep. and then immediately gets scalded. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it, there's yeah, those three moments really like highlight. A lot of what's to come with the Burns Smithers relationship, and that's always fun to see. Yeah, because they're they're great. They are. They're great. So both voiced by the same person. Yeah, amazing. So, so it's just yeah. Harry Shearer talking to himself a lot yeah. of the time. Um, I will respectfully disagree with your disagreement. All right, uh, <laughs> but I won't agree with you. Okay. So no. Um, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Who do you think you Who are? Who do you think you are? No, um, I see where you're coming from, Craig. Uh, I think it works well. Like, I think the two plots work well together because I think the moment when Marge decides she can't paint Mr. Burns as beautiful is in the part where he calls, like, basically breaks Homer down. Because Homer is a fragile. I just said that. You never said that. I did. It pro- the B story provides a, uh, provides a conflict later on in Marge's story, which causes her to lose her patience with Burns and kick him out. All right, well, I you used all that. this fancy could... screenwriter to yeah. jumbo, right, jumbo Roger jumbo. Ebert. It's yeah. ob- <laughs> that's obviously the moment I was talking about. There is no other moment. It's the one. So you do agree with I me. I was just saying... I was, say it. When... Say I was right. Uh... Say I was right and you agree with me. <laughs> I just don't remember you saying. I don't remember you saying it because I was thinking of some good Spider-Man three jokes to make when you were talking. All right. So and I <laughs> say my it. answer um, was dope. Yeah. No. Obviously, dope. if that's what you said, then yes, I agree. Um, okay. <clears throat> right. Sure. And so, yeah, I think that Homer is such a like kind of fragile person in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know. So, well, so, I mean, like anybody who's like. Because he's obviously got a weight problem. He's got a weight right? problem. And he's obviously, he knows it. He's, he's obviously, Everyone in his family knows it. Yeah, they want to support him in his quest to lose weight. It's a kind of addiction, right? Yeah. Right? It's, it's like anybody who, who, who suffers a blow to their self-esteem when they're trying to overcome an addiction, be it you know, like drugs or, or alcohol or yeah. overeating, right? Well, it's just like, you know, he's, yeah, you're he's, gonna, doing, he's doing well. Like, he's, yeah. losing, he's losing weight slowly, obviously, yeah. like anyone, but... Uh, but he's like he's really positive about it. Yeah. His whole family supporting him. So when Mr. Burns is like just like undercuts that whole thing, he, I he like gets that, in tears like right away. That's he's all like, it takes. I'll be in the refrigerator. I, I I find it very honest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, like him in that moment. That's exactly what would happen yeah. if someone said that to him. Is he'd just start crying and he'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna bother bother with this anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna put some whipped cream in my mouth." Yeah. Um, 
And then I like that Marge kind of stops him and, you know, don't listen to that man. And then, uh, yeah, it all dovetails from there into her, into her basically wanting to make fun of his genitalia. And I think it's great. Yeah. So, works for me, Craig. All Sorry right. it didn't for you. Would have worked better for me if we'd seen a little more of Homer's plot line in between, but... Yeah, yeah, we got 22 minutes. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's prime time. Could have been an hour-long episode. It's called Brush with Greatness, yeah. not Brush with Homer's Fatness. <laughs> <laughs> This is also part of a uh, Too Bad Neighbors episode where we call Gang Up on the Guest. <laughs> <laughs> Happens often. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, culture references. Culture vulture. Yeah. Um, we, had a, we had a suggestion, by the way, from our uh, friend Ezra at mm-hmm. uh, Woohoo Classic Simpsons Trivia mm-hmm. that we call this segment the reference desk. Oh, that's better. It's better than culture vultures, arguably. Yeah. So yeah. I guess we'll respectfully <laughs> change the name to the reference desk. Yeah. Uh, some Gone with the Wind action. Gone with the Wind. I will yeah. never, uh, or I will always be hungry again. Is that what he says? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is the the flip of what they say in the movie. You see. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> ah. I was gonna say Lion King, <laughs> uh, but I believe the Lion King references that. I believe the Lion King was made so three years <laughs> after this this episode. No, no, no. I mean, the Lion, Lion King, King references Gone with the Wind. Uh, in which in which moment? You'll never go hungry again. Stick with me, and you'll never go hungry again. Oh. I don't know if I. I don't maybe know. Maybe I think it's just a sentence. He well, says. We'll talk about it more on our Lion King podcast. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right, yes. right, right. Of course, of course. The pride <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else we? Had? Oh, we had the. Uh, uh, M.C. Escher staircase with the water slide line. The H2. Mm, yeah. H2. H2. Whoa. 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 Um, subtle. Subtle reference. It's all the best ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, good, good, the bad, the ugly. Homer approaching the scale. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very, very quick one. Yeah. Um, we see Andy Warhol's uh, the Campbell soup, can soup yeah. painting in the gallery. Um, and a really subtle one is when uh, Krusty is being interviewed about Mount Splashmore, and then he he's like rubbing the makeup off on on his forehead. Um, it's the same way that the Joker in the first Batman movie uh, removes makeup from his forehead. So oh, there you go. Wow. And it's similar makeup, right? So Do you think anyone watched that and was like, yes? Well, that's what like I've uh, I've been looking at some stuff online that uh, show, or I looked at one specific page, I should say, that was like. Like really subtle Simpsons movie references, and um, I right now can't remember any of them. <laughs> but I remember looking at them because it would show like a scene from the movie, and then like the side by side with the the Simpsons frame or whatever. And there's all these like really subtle ones that you would never guess are actually references, but they are. Like they're clearly wow. because of like uh, oh, what's a good one? The <clears throat> there's one where Bart. Uh, Homer's, like, testifying in court or something, and Bart talking about how terrible Bart was to him, and he, like, shoves, like, a grapefruit in his face. That's, that's Public Enemy. Great. It's the Public Enemy. I didn't, see, I didn't even remember it this time. With but James he, but, Cagney. But yeah, he's wearing a specific, uh, like, outfit that the character, I guess, James, James Cagney James Cagney's wears character wears that, and he pushes he it in his, his girlfriend's face. Yeah. The thing, yeah, the, the, the thing about that, that scene, is that it's super, super iconic. 
because yeah. like that was like for a certain generation. For, for yeah, for yeah. its time, like this was a 1930s movie, yeah. right? And like when you saw a man do that to a woman, like for just talking, right? Um, it was like, whoa, yeah. bro, <laughs> calm down, right? That was the big thing, right? right. Like James Cagney was like, fuck you, right? And it's not even that big of, like, he pushes her, like, now, looking at it, it's like, pushed a grapefruit at her face. Yeah, I mean, like, like I do it every day. Like, well, no, he's women. like, he's a, he's oh. a being a, he's being a dick about it, right? right. But like, we shouldn't do you that. shouldn't push a grapefruit into a woman's face. You shouldn't push a grapefruit into anyone's face. I know that's your thing, but you well, shouldn't. Okay, well, I've told you that. I got all these grapefruits. What am I supposed to do with them? Eat them? I don't mm, know. Sour. Make fresca? <laughs> Have you ever Can bought you think- grapefruits thinking they were oranges and then like you're stuck with grapefruits? I've done that. I've done that twice. <laughs> exactly twice and I was so pissed. Because I didn't eat them. They went bad. It's like a waste. We're living on a dying planet. And, <laughs> and you're just throwing up yeah. grapefruits willy-nilly. God oh, damn it. Alright. <laughs> oh, that's great. I prefer to think of it as we're living on a changing planet. <laughs> yeah, changing right. from alive to dead. Entropy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um... So yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it for uh, the reference desk. Um, you can Ringo Starr himself. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ringo Starr. Yeah. Um, which I did want to like point out that he had like all these kind of uh, he had the list of like stipulations for the you know the writers and etc. Oh really? When he arrived to, to record, uh, you know, don't touch him, don't approach him, don't ask for an autograph, and uh, I guess one of the one of the writers didn't um, get the memo. <laughs> And, like, um, uh, uh, the writer, Brian K. Roberts, actually, um, like, immediately, as soon as he came out of his limo, like, brought a big, like, poster and was like, can you sign this? And, like, he did it. Like, uh, he's not going to be like, fuck you, you didn't read my rules. <laughs> but it's just funny that that stuff, like, people joke about that kind of stuff, you know, about celebrities having crazy That's rules That's not actually stuff, that but crazy, though. It's not that crazy. When you're Ringo Don't approach star. him. I think it's a little crazy. Turn approach him. It's just like, so how do we tell you what so yeah, to how do? How do we get... Do you know how the equipment works? He will approach you. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, well, like, that's the, well that's, the, that's the thing. When you're that kind of a person, you're not even really a person anymore. Mm-hmm. You're more of just... You're, you're an entity. You're, not, you're a symbol. Yeah. I, I remember there was... You're a, the Batman. <laughs> there was a certain... Uh, he, he, Ringo Starr made a YouTube video like a few years ago where he actually like came out and said like I'm not answering fan mail anymore. Oh. Like I, he won't personally answer any fan mail, and I I immediately thought of this episode. Yeah, it's like him going through all of his fan mail. <laughs> they took the time to write me. <laughs> yeah, the least I can do. Yeah, right. no, but I remember he actually made like a YouTube video like him himself saying like I will not answer fan mail anymore. Hmm. Check it out, guys. It's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. I will. Um, that's that's actually really great. We should link to that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was because of this episode. Everyone yeah. saw it and was like, "Oh, I'll answer everyone." I thing. actually wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Like he would probably get inundated with just. Hundreds of thousands. Like he probably more. got lots as it was, but after this episode, people who like maybe thought of it but never did it because they're like, well, I mean, he'll never like, he won't care. It'll he'll throw it in the pile or whatever. Yeah. They saw this episode like, oh, he'll he'll reply to me yeah. just like Marge. Yeah, he'll hang my painting on his wall. Like, because this was still the time where like TV was king. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. There was no there was no internet message boards. People. Yeah, or ICQs. Yeah, like watching this in Seinfeld and yeah, like fifteen million people yeah. was a low night. Yeah, in in the in the days of network prime time, like True. it's crazy how many people watch these things. Uh, and now and now you like 
are fortunate if you get a million people and like a two point rating share. Yeah, well, Nielsen rating is outdated system. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's so dumb. It's that they absolutely still have that. insane. Um, and that's what canceled Hannibal. It's crazy. Ah, yeah. It was the best show on network television, and I thought, oh, it wasn't a Netflix show. No. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It wasn't gotcha. Yeah, but like I just assume now. But it raised, <laughs> no, but I know because it was so good. Yeah. It was like, how on earth could this be on NBC of all fucking things on my list? It's and, phenomenal. Yeah. It's so now good. that it's canceled, it'll shoot up higher yeah. on the list. Yeah, actually, they'll like, have less to go yeah, through. Yeah, there's only going to be three seasons, yeah. right? And 13 episodes per season. That's an easy. Yeah, we don't have time for this whole like <laughs> 10 seasons. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It's just, it's, or just like the the uncertainty, like oh, this show is really good, but when will it end? Who knows? So I don't want to start it because then I'll have to keep keep up with it all the time. Who's got time for that? I Unless know. it's Breaking Bad. That's a good point. Yeah. So or, or Dexter. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite joke? Oh. Um, oh shit! I had it in my brain. Oh, the Professor Lombardo. Um, when he. <laughs> When he go like he raves to Marge's paintings, and then immediately comes to a guy just like painting a, a, a handrail. Hand yeah, and he's like, "Marvelous! <laughs> ah, another trial! Another trial!" <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the side. Yeah, and just like yeah. a lot of his little idiosyncrasies, I really love when he's walking through the the class, and he's like, "He's like, not another stroke, maybe one more." There, <laughs> <laughs> step away from it. Now it belongs to the agents. <laughs> I, I Marge, walk was great. with me. John Lovitz uh, did a lot of great, memorable uh, one-offs. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Like, and that was another one. The first like four seasons, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Kind of um, fell, fell off after that. Yeah, well, once they found Phil Hartman. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, and mine probably be. Um, <laughs> he's bad, but he'll die. So I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Hoover. Yeah. For all your wisdom. Uh, oh, she has blue hair. I didn't even notice. Yep. Great. She has blue hair on that one. You never notice when she gets her hair done, Alan. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's why we divorced. Yeah. Um, so and, she's uh, no longer Miss Johnson <laughs> as she was in season one. That's right. Uh, Craig, I think you already said your favorite uh, part. Scalding as, as, as I speak. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely the best one for me. I also do want to say, just like point out that the, the end joke to this, this episode... Um, had us all in stitches. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not making fun of my genitalia. Oh, I thought I did. <laughs> Smash cut to credits. Yeah. It was great. I, I, I loved that. I've forgotten how effective that was. Yeah. I, well, and I remember watching it as a kid and being like, I don't know what genitalia means. Yeah. So that joke was lost. Yeah. On me. Yeah. 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 And I assu- I was like, I think that means his penis. Because <laughs> that's what I. It does, Alan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it here first. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my favorite mm-hmm. joke of this episode. Uh, <laughs> Two bad neighbors. We're getting a little meta here. Yeah. Shall we move on? Our next episode uh-huh. is Lisa's substitute. Yes. This is, mm-hmm. I think, the one we were looking forward to the most when we started In season this two. Season. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I had never seen it before this. Liar. Um, you caught me. And uh, I didn't know who Dustin Hoffman was. <laughs> Honestly, it didn't disappoint. No. Uh, still the best episode of season two. Yeah. And I'd still put it in the top, at least the top 15 of the series. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, other episodes edged out mostly because uh, for Simpsons, I often go for laughs for more laughs. than for emotion. Yeah. But I think when you're if you're picking the best like emotionally responsive episodes, this is top five for sure. Yeah. Oh yes. <clears throat> oh yes. Along with you know, and Maggie makes three and Lisa's first word. Lisa's first word. Don't even get me started, because I'll cry. <laughs> I do every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. Wait. So uh, I think I got confused. Maggie's, sorry, Lisa's first word is your favorite episode. Or in Maggie Makes Three is your favorite. So. Uh, it's Lisa's first word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, That's one that ends with Maggie. With Maggie's first with, word. With Maggie's first, first word, which yeah. is daddy. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> daddy. Stop. Okay. Uh, uh, this Taylor. is a segment called Make Greg Cry. <laughs> it's just, really just say easy. daddy like Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy. Oh, I got Elizabeth Taylor on the phone. She's uh, just going <laughs> to... She's dead, Alan. Oh. <laughs> This is oh, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's three. That's three in a row. God, um, do um, three and won't do it again. Yeah, so so, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so, Lisa's Substitute. Very, very simple plot. Couchboard um, gags. Before we get into the plot. No chalkboard. Nope. No chalkboard. We want to get right into this thing. And the, so the shortened uh, yeah. intro. The couch gag. They, there's no, there's the, no couch. There's no couch. Was there no? Oh yeah, they right. They run there's in. No, they're like, "Where's the couch? Where's the couch? Let's, there is no couch. We can't, we can't watch TV. It's gone. Um, so there's no one watching. A the wizard credits. did it, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, oh, by the way, I finally watched the Rick and Morty one. Oh, the the couch gag. Yeah, the couch gag. What'd you think? That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Right? It was. It was because it's basically a Rick and Morty. It's a mini Rick episode. and Morty sketch. It's yeah. so funny, like. <laughs> I just love those aliens that just go, arga blah, arga blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they talk. <laughs> <laughs> arga blah, arga blah. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch the Don Hertzfeld couch gag? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, um, so... that's, that's another one I need to look for. It's so messed up, man. Well, it's Don Hertzfeld. Yeah. Have you great. seen Isn't It a, lo- a What a Lovely Day? I haven't watched it yet, no. Yeah. It's yeah. on my, my Netflix list. Good. Um, so, that's a very simple couch gag. Probably yep. one of the simplest there is. There's yeah. no couch. Um, they reuse it. Right? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, they reanimate it. So far. They, they reanimate the whole thing. They recolor it. Hmm. Like, after Film Roman takes over, hmm. they will recolor that particular couch gag and reanimate the whole thing. Great. Um, Film Roman takes over in season four, which gives it the more iconic, um, look. Yeah. The one that animation we, style, yeah, the one that 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 becomes associated with the golden years, yeah, um, and for good reason, it's sharper mm-hmm. without being ridiculously not too like elastic, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a very simple episode. Miss Hoover has Lyme disease, as mentioned in the opening quote, yeah, uh, and she has to take off for a while, and uh, she's replaced with a substitute named Mister Bergstrom, voiced by a man named Sam Eddick. Yeah, I've, I've never, never heard of this I young upstart. This... Um, he hasn't done anything since either. No, so. I know. This is one credit, so it's And his weird. name weirdly sema- sounds like Semitic. As in the Jewish. As in Jewish faith. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't... It's strange. Do you no. know anything about this guy, Craig? Oh, guys, it was Dustin Hoffman, actually. What? What? Yeah. yeah. What? Dustin that Hoffman. whole time? Dustin Hoffman of Rain Man, Meet the Fockers, and Racing Stripes. Uh, what? <laughs> 
And the cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> really? He's in the cobbler? Haven't watched that's it yet, a, James. That's a we'll whole get to it. bag of... Oh Guys, my God. James isn't listening. <laughs> he, he actually does. He'd be he surprised. He'd be surprised, yeah. He, well, okay, James, tell, if, tells me. if you're listening to this, you better comment on it. You better comment um, something about Howard Stern. Okay, there we go. Purple monkey dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll find out if he actually right. listens. Or if right. he just like listens to the beginning and the end. Because this is bitch, I got you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, I got you now. Like, this is a, I think you should apologize to, to yeah, James. No, rule three. Oh, shit. Yeah, all right. He's not dead, so. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think this is... This is sounding really threatens. bad. James, I like you. I... <laughs> I don't know what your deal is. Yeah. Uh, why Calm do you... down. Yeah. Uh, so, B story of this episode. Mm-hmm. Bart runs for president. Loses to Martin. Moving on. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's basically filler in between the scenes with uh, Lisa and Mr. Bergstrom. Yeah, um, which seems seamless because they also take place in the school. It, yeah, it, it's it's a very like subtle thing, but I think it works very well. Yeah, it's it's nice because um, we get that transition where he's like um, Just up, where, up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, like when Mr. Bergstrom. Uh, well, sorry, when Miss Hoover Princess, first leaves, Skinner, yeah, yeah, and they're working on like subtractions and all that stuff, and you uh, hear the you hear the screaming, and uh, he's like Bart Simpson, I know it's you, and then they transition upstairs, and then later on in the episode, um, he rips up that picture of Martin and throws it's it up in the air, butt with yeah, and then it pans up to Mr. Bertram, Lisa there, and. Yeah. Mr. Bertram looking down. It's one of the first episodes that just pretty much takes place almost exclusively at the school. It, there's there's school, not a whole lot of home life. School, there's, yeah. there's, until the end, yeah. There's three yeah. locations in this in this episode, essentially. is uh, School, home, museum. School, home, museum. Those are the big ones. And then, of course, the smaller ones, which is outside his apartment, and then the train station. That's right. And that's it. Train station is pretty huge, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty important. There's it's actually a lot of locations iconic. in this yeah. one, guys. It's a, but... it's a pretty big moment. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the biggest moment in all of Lisa's episodes? Uh, I mean... I would say, for me, it's the most affecting of any Lisa episode. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, a Lisa-centric episode. Like, even Lisa's first word, because, like... Um, that one's more of a Maggie. That, that it becomes really about the sense. the emotional the emotional punches from Maggie yeah. at the end, um, and this one is all Lisa. And um, God, I I hope I don't know um, if Yardley Smith was nominated for an Emmy or anything or an Annie Award for this episode, but my God, she deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, heartbreaking in this episode. Yeah, we often talk about the you know the big. The big uh, voice actors in the show, Dan and Hank and Harry. Yeah, um, we we're on the first. Guys. We're on a first name basis with yes. them now. Um, but you're, and, you know, she only you know, plays the one voice though. That's yeah, Yardley is is just Lisa, and so rarely do people really talk about her performances because it's just oh, that's just Lisa. Yeah, you know, uh, like anytime I've seen Yardley in a movie, which is rare, mm-hmm. but it does happen, I'm just like ah. Like yeah. Lisa's speaking out of that old woman. <laughs> What's happening? Because <laughs> it's not a, like she. Just, it's just her voice, right? Like she doesn't put that's, on. That, yeah, that's her voice. Like she affects a little bit. She's not doing a Walter Matthau impression. No, like, yeah, like, she, she she affects it a little bit. Well, yeah, she she just, makes it a bit younger yeah, in a yeah. sense, but uh, but her voice is kind of young sounding as it is. So. Yeah, yes, and uh, I was thinking of that as well when we watched this episode. Is that like she just really nails this episode? Yeah. Like all the kind of emotional beats and the the life of a young brilliant 
girl who, you know, his father's kind of a doofus and, like Mr. Bertram says, doesn't really have any male role models. Yeah. Um, it all just, like, really works well. And yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I teared up watching it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're I ex- used to. Their exchange um, when, he's, when he finds the, the singing dork yeah. uh, drawing... It's like, did you do this? And I'm like, no, I would never do something like that. No, it's good. I like the stink lines that you got going there. It's like, but I, I didn't do it. Are you sure? Well, yes, but now I kind of wish I did. I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. The singing dork. Yeah, the singing dork. And then whoever the artist in the room, phenomenal, does a great quick rendition yeah. it's of the singing dorkette. <laughs> it's Janie? I believe it's Janie. A black hand passed it to her, so <laughs> I can only assume. <laughs> Well, they get their colors wrong sometimes. They do. They really do. Yeah, Lenny and Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They got their character voices wrong completely in that scene. My (laughs) God. That was a fun... We didn't actually really talk about that, but in the previous episode, there's a scene where a donut man delivers donuts to the power plant. And And Homer's on his diet. Yeah, so they're all not getting eaten. And uh, Carl, the character Carl, visually is there, but Lenny's voice is coming out of the film. And it's really weird. But, like... It's almost like I Hank wasn't even, available. And I barely like, even noticed it Harry until Sierra. Greg pointed it out. He's like, did, did you just have Lenny's voice? And we had to rewind it because it was just like, in my brain, I'm just like, oh yeah, like Homer's friends at the plant. That's what they sound and look like. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because That's a combination of them both. Couple. Also, I didn't have on my hand, you know, Lenny White. <laughs> yeah, <Carl> Black. Black. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, that was good. So, I forgot. Oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> Can't forget that. That's very important. <laughs> oh man. Um, but no, I think this is probably the first, the first really great episode of The Simpsons. Like there was lots of good ones, but I think this is the first, um, the first one that I would call like actually like this is like golden era quality. Absolutely, I would agree. Outside, yeah. Of there's era. there. We've been going through a bunch of these, and we we've been making like a bunch of comments about like, do these actually fit? in the golden era would these actually be um golden era episodes and you're right oh this like, one would this absolutely is, there's some that if come any close. if any single episode marks the beginning of the golden age it's yeah. this one i think this is the one where they probably i still like, feel like the ones here. after this uh the war of the simpsons blood feud three men in a comic book are still in the weaker end of... They take a dip, for sure. ...of by... season two. Like, mm-hmm. they're still fine episodes. Like, they're not bad by any means, but mm-hmm. they're um, they're not no, nowhere near the quality of Lisa's Substitute, which is why it's tough for me to ever put season two in the Golden Age. However, this episode is the Golden Age, absolutely. I, yeah. would, I would say... We've yeah. made it, yeah. is what I'm saying. I, I, think, I think we have, too. And but then that, we just I, get a little I, dip, and then, then I, we're yeah. back full force. I have to agree with Craig. Like There, there is a dip. There's yeah. a slight dip. But then again, like three-minute comic book and blood through. Uh, and blood but I think it's just because the Lisa Substitute is such a hard episode to compete with. I think, yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's even better than uh, so many of the gold. Like it, it, even oh, in yeah. the Golden Age, it would have been a standout it episode. Yeah, it yeah. would have totally. been... Like what Alan was saying, it places... In the top fifteen episodes of it's the Simpsons, in, of it's all in time. Nancy Cartwright and Dan Castellaneta's top five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, it belongs yeah. there. It yeah. absolutely belongs yeah. there. And as far yeah, as if anyone, if anyone said this was their favorite episode of the Simpsons, I would yes. scoff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if good anyone choice. said it was in their top five, I'd be like, good, yeah, yeah. yeah, great job. Like it's not in mine, but it's again, it's more for the reason that I, 
I have so many episodes that are just like packed with jokes that I love so much that I I and this one I would rather a- watch you know <laughs> you only move twice Homer at the bat things like that over this episode only because. I often want to laugh when I watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And while this has its fair share of jokes... It doesn't skimp this on the one, jokes. It doesn't skimp on them. Yeah. But it's definitely more geared towards like oh, building yeah. this relationship and then tearing it apart and just making you feel numb and then happy and then sad. In 22 minutes. In See, 20, this uh, is why I have this standard. A brisk this, 22 this, minutes. The Simpsons does things in 22 minutes. That a lot of other shows only yeah. attempt to. Uh, the Simpsons does this sort of thing in 22 minutes that Scrubs tries to do, um, where it's like uh, the age-old Simpsons versus Scrub debates. <laughs> well, I'm just pointing out why one I'm show is infinitely better than the other. Yeah. Um, Scrubs has its moments, sure, but it always, 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 always tries to make you feel things in the last act, mm-hmm. right? And it never really lets you. Ne- it, it rarely ne- earns it. Yeah, it rarely ever earns it, and then it has because like, it's like JD going oh yeah for like. 20 minutes and then 2 minutes it's like oh and someone he's, died he's super introspective yeah. for 2 minutes I mean it's still better than Grey's Anatomy but um, it's uh, what about it, ER what is it face against ER I never watched ER okay. actually different kind of show yeah well, they're all hospital shows yeah. that's what you're talking um, about what I love about the emotional punch about this one is it's not even something it's not even something that you, you a person would ever feel like a substitute teacher leaving and your regular teacher coming back that is such a minor thing but seeing it from Lisa's perspective Somehow you just really feel it. Well, it's it's the it's that it's that it's that classic teacher story, like that mentor mentee story, right? Where they it's it's not just a, it's not because he's a substitute teacher. It's the bond that they form yeah. over such a short period of time. It's like Robin Williams in um, Death to Smoochie. In, in Death to Smoochie, um, as Rainbow Randolph, he, he forms such a close bond to Smoochie the Rhino. Over, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean Dead Poet Society or Goodwill Hunting. You asshole. <laughs> I would say I'm sorry to Robin right now, but uh, we've exceeded our number. Yeah. Of yeah. But it, it's it's like that, right? Over the short period of time, right? Um, it's it's even shorter in The Simpsons, uh, 22 minutes. Um, but in in these movies like like Dead Poet Society, you you see these these boys form this incredible relationship with their with their teacher, and it is all. It is all based on the amazing things that he is able to show them, right? This amazing world that he's able to show them, and it's just in in, in things. Liter- are, things are not getting at home. Yeah, it's it's in literature, right? And it's in this it's in this 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 crazy way of of teaching that they never thought possible, right? And um, Mr. Bergstrom comes in and he shows that that there's a world out there and that Lisa is going to be appreciated one day and that he's going to be one of those people who appreciates her, right? Not now, but someday when her intelligence is an asset and not a liability. Um, and she says it. She says it. What, like, what did he... Miss Hoover says, what did he teach you? That life is worth living. And he did. <laughs> yeah. Like... She's, she might be, like, you might think she's being dramatic, but, like, think where she's coming from at the beginning of that episode, right? Um, she's, well, I'm sure, like, every, uh, I would say, for the most part, every person in their life has had someone like Mr. Bergstrom in their life yeah. at some point who made you realize, wow, like, actually, 
because growing up is shitty. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? hard. It's hard. You're, you don't know what's happening. You're not smart. Uh, you don't connect with anybody generally. Um, you know, your parents make you take the garbage out. All this stuff. <laughs> it's just it's like the worst. It's the worst. And you know, you're you're like, well, why? Like, why am I even like? He, like, I just want to play video games or just want to watch cartoons all day. Like, why but do then I you do all this do stuff? You do have that thing, that 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 connection, and it's like the fucking lightning bolt. Well, what's so special about this episode is that Lisa's eight. And yeah. that usually wouldn't happen to someone until they're in, and like you can even see, Mr. like in the care, like Mister Bergstrom, like Dustin Hoffman's kind of like he's surprised by this, like he's just yeah. so shocked, yeah, that he's like touched this little um, phrasing eight eight year old girl. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's what really hits hard about this episode is that Lisa's going through things like realizing she's smarter than her parents, realizing yeah. that her parents are flawed at such a young age. You shouldn't realize that no, when, when you're, you're eight. eight yeah. yeah, you shouldn't realize that your dad is an idiot at at eight years old. But right? you know what? I'm not even an idiot. I think she just all, honestly at the end. I think it's a nice reconciliation of like it's not that she's smarter than Homer that they're just very different people and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And I also like how this episode like I always forget how this episode ends, and I and I always forget how much I like how how this episode ends. With um, Homer essentially fathering, um, like, his three children. Like, he's, he's doing fatherly things with his children, right? But it's the Homer and Lisa scene, and it always does, right? Mm-hmm. It's always the Homer and Lisa stuff that, that really make you feel the most, They're the right? two family members that are most different. Yeah. But they, but, and which makes their bond and their love for each other all the stronger. Yeah. Um, and I do love, like, I think it's a rare moment of clarity for Homer as well, where he says, you know, he realizes like you lost someone that you, that you loved and that, that hurts. And he he, like has, he's like, I, like everyone I love is in this house. I'll probably never experience what you're experiencing right now. So I can't, I like, that's literally what he's saying is like, I can't empathize, but I want to. And, And she realizes that and she realizes, yeah, like he, you know, he didn't understand how I was feeling because stuff like that hasn't really happened to him before and he means well and yeah. he is uh you know overall a good father yeah just not you know not the father that she uh that she wants per se but the father that she needs <laughs> father that she deserves yeah um, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean the the the, the thing that I that, that really affects me about this this particular scene between the two of them when he comes in and he's just like, I can't fix this, but I can fix your, maybe I can maybe fix your dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's a rare example of this, of, of this particular cartoon at the very end. Maybe not everything is going to be okay. Right. Like it doesn't wrap up with a nice little bow on it. Right. Neat little package. <laughs> I'm serious. Sorry. It sounds sarcastic. Sounds sarcastic. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have that sense of closure that most Simpsons episodes do have. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you definitely get the feeling that like their relationship is, is different, not fixed per yeah. se. Um, it's just yeah, it's, it's different. It'll it's, be okay, but it's, it's going to be a rocky road. It's going to be. It's going to be hard. And for we a little see while. that in further episodes. Lisa's pony is a good example. Lisa, yeah. Lisa's vegetarian. Lisa's vegetarian. Yeah. 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 Like it's. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And then of course him essentially. Cheering Bart up 
is great. Yeah. Um, and then goes three for three by giving Maggie her pacifier. Right. Which is cut in syndication, by the way. Is it? Yeah, there's a bunch of scenes watching uh, right now, but I remember like that was never... Don't um... you dare cut this episode. You know, I don't... It was just, I, the, it was I, just I, the Maggie bit. I actually don't know? think I remembered that. Yeah, like the whole pacifier thing. Yeah, because he, he finishes with Bart, and I remember specifically my mind... Um, because I remember him talking to Lisa, talking to Bart, and then being like, Marge, I'm on a roll here. And I'm like, oh, it'd be great if he, like, <laughs> ran into Maggie briefly at the end there, too. But he never did. And yeah. they got it. They did. Yeah. They did get it. And he See, three I, three. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't know that because the last time, last couple times I saw this was on my, um, on my iTunes versions of it. Right. Right. The full versions. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, the syndication has been and that's like, things like, I, I watch season two so rarely. That syndication is clear in your more mind. in my yeah. brain than uh, the this, DVDs. This episode really needs that, though. It's it's really like I don't know if you guys I, like you guys have probably noticed this, but it's almost like as as um, much like clockwork as a couch gag or like a board gag. But there's always one Maggie moment in every single episode, and this was like that really the only moment that was like Maggie was like heavily focused upon. There's mm-hmm. always one little thing that she does in every episode, unless the episode is about her. Then there's a little yeah. more, but that doesn't happen very often. You mean McGaggy, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, in season 20, 28 or whatever the hell they're on, there's probably like <laughs> she's probably like written novels for, by now. But uh, but you true fans will know about yeah. that. Ugh. Thing is, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, favorite joke or favorite moment? Because this is a um emotional episode, so we can say moment, I guess. Um. Uh, my favorite joke, actually, is when Bergstrom first arrives, he says there's three things wrong with his outfit, mm-hmm. and if anyone can name him, he'll, they'll get his hat, <laughs> and Lisa correctly identifies two of them, and then the third one is like, uh, I assume you're Jewish. He's like, he's like, why do you assume that? And he's like, you're that or Italian. He's like, I'm Jewish. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she's like, and there were no Jewish cowboys. And he's like, I'm also wearing a wristwatch, but I'll accept that. <laughs> I just, I thought that was really funny that, like, that's her, her thought. And then he's like, he's like, well, no, but that's great. <laughs> there were no Jewish cowboys. <laughs> she says it so innocently. Yeah. Right? It's like, she knows what, she knows what Jews are. She knows, she knows that she knows that, Say the full word. And she knows that there were no Jewish cowboys, I guess. <laughs> but he says there were. <laughs> Um, uh, that I love that moment. That's so funny. I am also wearing a digital watch. <laughs> um, my favorite joke is actually um, <laughs> Skinner <laughs> being like, "And this fun little character is called a <laughs> schwa." <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> and then he bursts through the door. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not imagining things. <laughs> This is called a schwa. <laughs> what is he teaching them? What is he teaching them in grade two? <laughs> that you would need to know what a schwa is. No one ever taught me well, what a he, schwa was until Doug McCarthy. I still don't know what it is. Um, is that little thing. Well, I know what it looks like it's now. It's a backwards six. It's an upside down E. That. Yeah. So because like early the first time he comes in he's like turned to this page and it's like oh subtraction yeah so like what how did you get from that to schwa's schwa. <laughs> dialects what I think that's hilarious yeah I think a schwa is also could be used in mathematics too though it might be oh. like I think it's like a complicated mathematical symbol like, like a, a crazy maybe, he was, maybe yeah. he's like 
getting ahead of himself, he started like doing some simple math, and he's like, "But you could also do this." And yeah. he's like, "Ah, <laughs> it has a non flashback." This is a magic seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the of course, uh, you are Lisa Simpson moment. It's pretty. It's a it's a heavy hitter. Yeah, um, pretty great. I also actually really like uh, where he he's like, you know, I have to go teach these other kids, and she's like. He's like, they need me. And she's like, I need you, too. He's like, that's the problem with being middle class. People you really care about will leave you for people that need that need them more. And I thought that was like, I'd never really thought of that line before. But I'm like, wow, that's like really true. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of funny almost. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that whole ending scene obviously is great. Um, fun fact is that the uh, note is supposed to be an exclamation point. And it didn't show up in the animatic. And the uh, director says it still haunts him to this day that it doesn't have an exclamation point. Oh, I, I, I think it's better without it. I do too. I don't know I don't know if it's better. I think it works both ways just fine. But I just think that's interesting that he wanted to be like a like a you are Elisa Simpson, like a kind of an exclamation rather than just like a you are Elisa Simpson. I I, I, I like it as a it's almost melancholic, but it's like remember, <laughs> you are Elisa Simpson. Yeah. Craigo? Uh, favorite moment is the singing dork we've already talked about. I, I think I think it's just funny when he goes the singing dork. And he said it. I, I ladies and gentlemen, the singing dork. Yeah. <laughs> Does he, he says, "Ladies and gentlemen." Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I I love that. Um, favorite joke though is when Miss Hoover comes back and she's explaining to them. <laughs> they say, I, "That means she's crazy." No, it means she's, she's faking, faking it. it. Actually, it's, it's a, little a bit, bit of both. both. <laughs> My I think that's my favorite joke. Psychosomatic. So, Miss Hoover's on a roll today. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if yeah. she'll ever get two, uh, oh two in one two night ever again. Yeah, I really doubt it. Yeah. Well, you know, she doesn't like, even show up in the next. Maybe, episode, think, maybe so. when she says, or maybe when she, she says, I doubt it. Like, maybe when she says, um, try again. Uh, yeah, I'll take two, <laughs> take three. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why. It's a perfectly cromulent word. <laughs> yeah, that's a great mystery. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really great moment. Um, I, I also like, uh, there aren't any more, Ralph. Just try and sleep while the other children are learning. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, class dismissed. Yay! Yay! <laughs> she's got some good, she's got maybe, some maybe I spoke too yeah, soon. She's she's you know what, guys? She's the funniest character. <laughs> um, uh, let's check it in the reference desk real quick. Uh, <laughs> the graduate, graduate. yeah, um, with uh, Mrs. Krabappel, you're, you're trying, trying to seduce, seduce me. me. Which I now realize, because I didn't realize it was just Dustin Hoffman, yeah, he not... plays that character yeah. in The Graduate. Yeah. Oh my god. Guys, I think it was him in, in, think, in the episode. I think it was. <laughs> I think you're right. I think they're Who's really... Sam if we do though? just a... If we, we might have to dig a little And guys, also, I just want to uh, point this out to you. A. Brooks is Albert Brooks. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's Albert Brooks? Uh, he's, um, he's on Taxi Taxi Driver. No, sorry, Taxi with Jimmy Fallon. I agree with the two. I like that you went to Taxi Driver first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are, no, I, drive. I think there are some more references in this with the election. Oh, Mar- Martin holding the newspaper. Yeah, is, that's, um, that's a reference to a real. Who is it? Hoover? No. No, I be- I think it was. Um, Reagan? Truman. 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 That's a famous picture. Dewey defeats Truman. Um, 
There was the uh, Lisa standing outside of Mr. Bergstrom's apartment yelling Mr. Bergstrom. That's a reference to Streetcar Named Desire. Sure. Stella. Stella. Yeah. She didn't like tear her hair or anything. A little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, finally, the Mr. Train. Bergstrom reads uh, Charlotte's Web mm-hmm. by E.B. White. That's right. That's right. Which they didn't have permission to do. Which, yeah. <laughs> didn't have permission to do, apparently. So they had to keep it short. Had to use the shortest amount possible to keep it within public domain laws or fair use, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. We're not lawyers. Yeah. Though, God willing. <laughs> One day. One day. I work in the mailroom at a law firm, so... You're on your, the right track. Climb the go. ladder. <laughs> Patience, right. Monty. Climb, Climb the ladder. ladder. <laughs> and number 23. Um, but overall, I was really glad I got to see this episode with you guys, because it's... Uh, yeah, one of the best. I, I really enjoyed watching this episode again. I always do, and this was this was really great. Um, moving on to one that really left a bad taste in my mouth again. Um, <laughs> War of the Simpsons. War of the Simpsons, which has, I think, a couple of great joke moments, but overall I find it kind of a repulsive episode. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, before we dive too deep, let's uh, couchboard gag it. Yeah. Um... Um, oh no, guys! Uh, <laughs> this one is uh, the, the chalkboard gag. Is I will not do anything bad oh, yeah. ever again. <laughs> Clever. I actually like that one. Yeah, that's... and the uh, the couch gag is uh, everyone falling off the couch except, except Homer, Homer. Yeah. being an asshole about it. Uh, but they're all fine with it. Like they yeah, all they're, smile. They're on, all on smiling the floor, like, and they're fine. This is the best life. Yeah. Um, no, it isn't, you guys. And this episode opens with. Uh, the Simpsons getting ready for a party. They're having all their friends over because Yay. they've been at parties at everyone else's house, so they need to have the party at their house. Is that how adult life works? That yeah. sounds awful. Um, I prefer just coming to parties at your house and then never paying that back. <laughs> that sounds great to me. Well, <laughs> party at Greg's house this weekend, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your friends. Tell your friends, like, your cell block friends. Well, there you go, Greg. All the listeners of the, uh, your podcast are going to show up at your house this weekend. All four. <laughs> so, bring anyway. punch. Um, <laughs> this episode actually has two house parties in it. Yeah. Interesting. The kids have one later. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's bookended, Greg. Interesting juxtaposition. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... <laughs> that actually does lead to my favorite joke of the episode. But anyway. We'll get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, the basically... Have a party. Homer makes an ass of himself. Huge ass of himself. More so than I think I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Like, like, like I said, I think I was like, I think that's the worst we see him and we'll ever see him. Yeah, like when Marge Chili is... cook off. No, he no. no, he's fine in that. He's no, he he's fine because like it was he doesn't all actually get drunk. He doesn't. No, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he had insanity right. peppers. That's yeah, right. And the reason he had beer be, it was because he needed the, he needed to wash down the insanity pepper. Yeah, like he <laughs> he didn't right. even drink it. He just poured it on himself. Yeah. Right, and that's when Marge got angry. And she she's like Homer, and he's like, but I need it. Yeah, and of course in her mind that's alcoholism talking. But yeah. for no. him it was I want to wash out this insanity, insanity pepper. pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this. Uh, uh, opening party uh, leads to some terribleness, uh, which we'll talk about. But uh, that makes Marge sign up for a marriage counseling retreat with Timothy Lovejoy. And uh, they go to this retreat. Homer wants to fish instead, and that's what kind of causes the conflict between them. 
They and leave the kids at home and the, the care of home, grandpa. Grandpa babysits and uh, hijinks party. ensue. Yeah. But let's talk about this party. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, Homer gets drunk. Um, starts, like, running around with a lampshade on his head. Like, very, like, very cliche Homer, first of all. Um, yeah. He's like, I'm the funniest guy in the world. And, like, falls over people and spills drinks on them. And everyone's clearly pissed off. Um, he puts a novelty... This is a Schwartz episode, too. Yeah. Which is odd. Yeah. Uh, puts a novelty fly ice cube in Hibbert's drink, which is, I think is a pretty funny joke, where he's like, it's like well... Ironically. Yeah, these, these things are very toxic, and <laughs> it would have been better to put an actual fly... More sanitary. More sanitary put an actual fly in my drink. Um, he's like, I got you good, look at your face. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, I think that was like the lesser of Homer's evils in this there, episode. No, there's, there's like, like I said, like there's, there's some good jokes in this episode. I think there's some really solid jokes, oh, yeah. but the story is garbage. Yeah. Like, and like the reasons behind it is is not good. Well, it's, an, it's another Margin Homer's relationship is on the rocks episode, which we've seen even to this point already at mm-hmm. least twice. I'd say. So there's Homer's night out. There's Jacques the lover, or whatever. There's. There's been March on the Fast Lane. There's been there's been at least three. Yeah, what's another one? I can't remember the other one, but like there was there was a third one. I know that because there were like two in a row in season one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I just named them, but anyway. Um, Anyway, (laughs) moving on, (laughs) sir, sir, sir. (laughs) I don't want it. I don't want. Um. So. Yeah, I just I, I hate part, it. I, I hate part, it when he's when it's so out of character. Yeah, for I think him the part that like is the worst is when he like asks Maud to get some peanuts out of the bowl, and then she's like, "Okay," and he's like, "No, the ones on the bottom." And he's got this like creepy, rapey vibe to him. All of a sudden, you're just like, "Ah," and he's like, eh, like staring at her breasts. And you're just like, this is not Homer's character at all. Yeah, I mean, we've he's seen... He's a lovable doofus. We've not seen him drunk. a creepy... Yeah. And it's not like this. No. Like, he's Peter I think that's why it has, I think that's why it has weight, though. Because it's like, this is totally outside... Are you disagreeing with this? <laughs> I like this episode a lot, actually. Wow. I, I, I really do. I um, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think contrary... Just for the record, sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish, but just for the record, I like this episode. I don't love it. And the only reason I don't love it is because of that one moment, to be honest. I like the, the party leering. scene. I, I don't like the leering. The leering yeah, that's the part that the leering, really... It, it's weird, but at the me. same time, it's just like, it is so out of character for Homer. And that's why I think it needed to be so out of character for him. For the episode to have any weight beyond that, because Marge like like something, because Marge witnesses this moment, and like mm-hmm. something has to tell her like, okay, enough is enough. That's that's fair, but the 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 problem I guess I really have with it is that is that this episode, like so many others, at the um, at, at the end of it, like the ending just doesn't feel earned. Right, right. Like they, I think the ending feels earned. I don't know. No, I, no. They they reconcile. They reconcile just so bloody very, very quickly. Yeah, like, so bloody. But you easily, know what? When, so... when he throws the fish out of the boat, like I, I, I feel it. Like I feel like that's a moment. Like he, yeah. th- like he's he throws that huge fish out of the boat when he doesn't need to. I think maybe it's maybe maybe the whole thing's undone for me because we just watched Lisa substitute. 
possible. Oh, could like, be. Right before that. And it's just such a strong character episode. And it's just, like, it's so great. What I like about this episode is that the A plot and the B plot are different locales. They're different moods. Um, it just keeps me entertained throughout. And I like... Valid? I like... Um, totally valid? I like, I I like you Bart that. and Lisa being mischievous. I, I like that, uh, that aspect. I really like the B plot of this episode, actually. I love the ending of it with oh with Grandpa. Oh, so great! That is my favorite joke in the episode. <laughs> yeah, I love how just like uh, Grandpa, what's your secret? Pretending to cry, like he's so quick to like rub it in their face. <laughs> That's even... right. I can turn it on and off like a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo hoo! I'm so sad. He just walks down the street laughing. <laughs> just like Jesus. See, great stuff. And, the, and no, end... it is. It's great. It's absolutely great. Um, and the the scene with uh, Gloria and John on the couch. Oh, that is so, so funny. funny. That's so funny. I'm like it's and it's Julie Kavner. Yeah. Who's voicing Gloria, which and is Dan like Casaneta. What? Yeah, it's, so it's yeah. like it's like their weird bizarro yeah. couple. Yeah, and it's so funny. And it's like, what is this? I, I just wish- love that there's these characters with like whole backstories that like yeah. We've never heard yeah, yeah. from Look or into each other's eyes. My God, <laughs> My God. you're beautiful. <laughs> Let's never fight again. Let's never fight at all. No, there's not much about this episode that doesn't work for me. The leering, I think, is the only thing that I'm kind of like, oh, okay, that's that's odd for The Simpsons. The, the General Sherman thing doesn't work for me at all. I think it's a big deal. Homer also like it may maybe may, maybe because there's like <laughs> a just learned in this episode. There's like a there's like a Family Guy episode that essentially rips it off frame by frame. Frame by frame, so would, that, we, would, would, would we go that far? I would. That should be, that should be a case against the Family Guy episode. Not it is a case against the Family one. Guy episode, but it poisons this one. All right. I um yeah. No. I'm saying like there's a bunch of great jokes in this episode that I really enjoy. Um, also like the the part where uh, Reverend Lovejoy says, "This is the first time in like my 20 years as a licensed marriage counselor that I am 100 percent certain in saying that you are right." It is all his fault, and I will give you that in a, on a certificate, and you can frame it. Or I, love, I love episodes uh, that are unabashed about Homer's, just the way Homer is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess... Even if your husband were here, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> the trustful. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, like, all, all good stuff. I just don't think the story works. Another thing I, I love... Mean, I, it makes me I, feel uncomfortable and weird. One thing I really love about it, especially just watching Lisa's Substitute, where it's a very sensitive Lisa episode, I love that Lisa is um, kind of a shithead in this one. I love episodes <laughs> where Lisa is a shithead, and she keeps... Where she's a kid. Well, and she, she keeps going back to, like, the, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. But then the next scene, she's, like, participating just as wholeheartedly as Bart is, and, yeah. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a great three thing. three or four times. It's a great thing about Lisa's character, is when she gets the chance to be an eight-year-old girl. Yeah. And then coupled with when she, like, the juxtaposition of her spouting these, like, really intelligent things. There's a great example of that in the um, episode Lard of the Dance from season 10, I believe it is. It is. It's the first episode of season yeah, 10. season 10. Uh, with uh, Phoebe guest star Lisa Kudrow. Phoebe Bouvet. Yeah. yeah. That's her real name. Um, oh, and she plays... The uh, episode where... Uh, Alex. Where, Alex, Lisa's where, friend, yeah. Homer starts a grease business. <laughs> I'm <in> grease. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so bad. 
It's so bad. Something looking a, forward to that one? No. Something about a I'm dance. I'm looking forward to any of season 10. <laughs> something about Lisa going to a dance, I remember. Yeah, it's like she, she takes... They organize a dance, dance because yeah. Alex is the cool kid from... Capital City. Yeah, this will all be covered in... Yeah, we don't need to oh, cover yeah. this now. Too bad neighbors like, season you know, 10. We, uh, we, we do dances, you know, fun stuff. Which will probably be coming 2020. <laughs> and Lisa gets to be a kid. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah she does. And that's the whole point of the episode. It's really beautiful. Yeah. You know what? I completely forgot about this episode until you just brought it up to yeah, me. Yeah, you're welcome. You know what? That's the best episode of this show that there is. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys want to hurt me? <laughs> you know what, guys? Let's skip ahead. You know what? Let's break the rules. Let's skip ahead to season 10. What? <laughs> Let's break it down. Yeah. Anyway, no. Uh, War of the Simpsons. I love this episode. Uh, I, I, fun fact about this episode for me, the first episode of The Simpsons I ever downloaded illegally off the internet <laughs> off of Kaza. Kaza? Kaza. Okay, Kaza. Well, yeah. yeah. It's got two A's. Maybe, uh, yeah. Kaze? No. Well, your sister will. Two vowels. Will, this is silly. Go walking. Get your sister to let us know <laughs> for yeah, the correction. Sure. <laughs> She'll send us a correction. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I like the episode. I don't love it. But mostly, again, because of that opening party scene where I just feel like Homer acts too stupid um, and I, I know what you're saying like it does need that to have weight but I feel like they just took it a step too far with the leering because like, mm. like I you never see him act that way again. no like, Homer's, even when he like Homer's not is clearly attracted to Mindy at work like there's never any like oh yeah I want to <laughs> fuck you like it's you know what I mean? Like, that's, sorry to be crass, but that's, like, that's the vibe I got from him in that moment. No, that is true. It, it is it's odd. Just, it's just out of character and not the way Especially I, old like, Maude Flanders. Maude Flanders. The, the religious, lovely, nice... What's she even wearing? Rest dress, in peace. Though. Come on, Maude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's her fault. It's her, she was asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we here at Two Bad Neighbors, neither... No, we do, condu- we do condemn uh, victim blaming. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, great. Good um, I agree. The that's what I discussion. meant. That's what I meant. That was Greg, not Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, favorite jokes? I already said mine. Uh, mine is Grandpa's pretending to cry. Grandpa's exit? Yeah. I have a tie. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, mine is the whole... Okay, John and Gloria, first of all. That's uh, a great, yeah. Just as a whole We were scene. all laughing at that. Oh, that yeah. was amazing. And my second one is actually the, the Maggie moment in this episode, <laughs> where she... Just takes the money out of the purse, oh, yeah. rips it up, and then like showers herself <laughs> yeah. in it. Just makes it rain yeah. in the wrong way. Makes it rain fives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty. Yeah, yeah that was a nice little Maggie moment. Very cute. Yeah. Um, you guys are gonna be looking for him now. You guys are gonna be I looking actually, for him now. I, I actually will be. <laughs> have to have a new segment. My Maggie, Maggie moments. That, that might be a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, and you guys have to give credit to me every time you put it out there. All right. Uh, there we nope. Go. We, you signed a waiver when you... <laughs> that everything you say nothing. on this show is now the intellectual yeah. property <laughs> of Two Bad Neighbors. We being the bad neighbors. Yes. Now, um... Oh, God. That that about does it, right? Yeah, it's a quick check into the reference desk. desk. What's going on over there? Reference desk. Why? I am the champion, sung by Queen, yes. the, the Queen song. The, the good he, he, song. He, you know what's funny is that he's singing I am the champions. Yeah. He, he's still yeah. saying it plural. Yeah. I like that little... <laughs> and I just love... I, for some reason, it always stuck with me, because I think that's probably the first time I heard that song. Ha! Um, was watching this episode. Mighty Ducks. For oh, me. nice. Yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> and it always stuck with me the way he ends. It was like, world duck. 
Just like a weird, I don't know. Really there's obviously some Moby Dick vibes going on in this episode. Yeah, there's some Moby Dick with relationship. Uh, Mr. Sherman. Yeah, um, relationship. There's like, it's like a 10. Uh, like in fact, uh, I love you, but I have to kill you is uh, from Ernest Hemingway's novel, The Old Man in the Sea. Oh. That's probably more what they're going for. Yeah, what they're going the for. battle between Homer and General Sherman is reminiscent of Captain Ahab's battle with the white whale, Moby Dick. In the novel, of Moby the Dick. same title. Right. <laughs> Um, also the, uh, way Flanders mixes drinks is reminiscent to Cocktail, starring mm. Tom Cruise, oh. um, who is electrifying in the new Mission Impossible movie, by the okay. way. Have you seen uh, it? Yes, I have. <sighs> have you seen it? No, not yet. Oh, it's so good. I really want to. Um, I'm 53 years old and still kicking it. Oh, man, it's great. 53, wow. Yeah. Um, John and Gloria, who we talked about, it's a reference to Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. <laughs> oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's why he has that weird, like, Richard yeah, yeah. Burton-esque yeah. accent. Um, well, that's funny. I kind of want to watch that scene again now. And then, uh, finally, the uh, quick little sequence, which I actually think is really funny, of the babysitter. Uh-huh. Where it flashes back to him <laughs> trying to run her down with a car. Um, is uh, reminiscent to uh, The Omen. Oh, it's got Devil Child. It's got yeah. some of the music from that film, and obviously Devil Child Bart, but, uh, yeah. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, so that's all I got for the reference desk. Checking out. Thank you. Um, why does a raven need a reference desk? <laughs> I, I hate it. Uh, I hate everything funny, you stand though. for. It's, it's funny though. I stand for everything. That's hilarious. No, no. So, Craig, would you come back? It's two bad neighbors. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to season three now. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It only gets better. Oh, absolutely. Until it gets worse. <laughs> Until it gets worse, yeah. I won't be back. I won't be back for season 17, guys. I'm sorry. but I, I won't be back for yeah. that. No, me neither. I can't handle it. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just release blank episodes. <laughs> neither will neither will Harry Shearer. Am I uh, right, guys? No, he's, he's back. He's back. Oh, yeah. they, traitor. They, they signed him again. You clearly didn't listen to the Simpsons newsreel from last episode. No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. Or long podcasts. That yeah, speaking end. of Simpsons Newsreel 2015. Oh, we're ending it with a Simpsons Newsreel. All yeah, because right. I just remembered um, the case that uh, what's his face from Goodfellas. Do you remember this? Uh, he was like suing Fox for stealing his likeness for the character of uh, was it Johnny or is it Legs? I can't remember his name. One of Fat Tony's henchmen. Who has the, the one with the curly, curly hair. Curly oh, yeah, hair. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, he's it was based on a, a character from Jimmy. Is it Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy sounds right. Oh, uh, this will be a correction. You gotta wait someone. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he was suing Fox, and uh, the case just got thrown out. So Good. the judge was like, "I don't understand how you think you have a case here." It's been That's a long time. What he told him, he was suing for like two hundred million or some shit. Jesus. And like the way it was bro- broken down too, it's pretty funny. Like if you uh, look it up, uh, AV Club actually just wrote an article on it. That's why. Those are so funny. Like, what are they like? What are they gonna find? Like. My secret plan of copying guy from Goodfellas, like. Well, and it's like it, it's it's all under fair use or whatever, right? Because it's just your likeness, like you don't own your likeness. Yeah. Um, and they, I, I'm pretty sure they told him or like made it clear that they were using his likeness, but like Joe Pesci's voice, um, not his actual voice. It's but several whoever, different references yeah, from of, Goodfellas. of a gangster genre. Yeah. yeah. In because he's only in gangster movies. Yeah. Pretty much. He's in Martin Scorsese gangster movies. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, 
That's uh, that's the Simpsons News Real 2015. Cool, cool. Um, well, I think that about wraps it up here at the Two Bad Neighbors. Um, our next episodes, our next episode, will be covering um, Three Men in a Comic Book and Blood Feud. Blood Feud. The final and two episodes of season two. And we'll do a little te- season two wrap-up. That's right. And a season three teaser, Oh, if you will. I will. Um, if we have a guest or not, who knows? Ooh, we that never know. That could be fun. I mean, we're both going to Edmonton soon, so That's, maybe it'll be a live episode. Maybe. Maybe we'll do Live a, in Edmonton. Maybe we'll do a live podcast. <laughs> Where will we be speaking into? Who knows? I don't know, man. Probably Greg's phone. Probably my phone. We'll just have it on a table in front of us and a room with four people. <laughs> us and Tex. Some of our... <laughs> Being like, guys, I've never watched The Simpsons before. I'm I'm 17 years old, so... <laughs> oh, God. I feel oh. so bad for those people. Yeah. Uh, if you have any corrections or omissions or uh, comments, you can send it our way via our Facebook page or uh, to our email. It's uh, the Hammock District on Third at gmail dot com, numerical three. And uh, thanks for joining us today, Craig. Oh, no worries, guys. I know it was a late recording session, but uh, no, thanks okay. for staying up late. Oh. But, we, but we did it. We, we did made it. it. We did it. We we really and did. We it. are the champions. Yeah, we are the champions. My friends. Of the world. Thanks for listening. Duh.